0: Hey Marcus, you like movies? Hey Mar- Marcus, you like movies? This is weird. I guess Marcus couldn't make it today. Not like joking either. He's like really not here. I guess I'll try to do this by myself. Uh, this is Zebras in America a podcast about movies and cinema. We have, like, prepared a thing. So I guess I'll just... Instead, I'll, I'll read from Gurdjieff's Bezelbub's Tale to His Grandson. Uh, Bezelbub continued to relate further as follows. As a professional hypnotist, when I existed amongst your favorites, as a professional hypnotist, I made my elucidating experiments upon their psyche chiefly by means of that said part... This isn't working. Gotta come up with something. Oh! Saskia! Saskia! <laughs> tickle
1: tickle!
0: Oh, Saskia. Hey, are you... Are you do me a favor?
1: Depends.
0: Uh, Marcus had to go to, um... The
1: bathroom?
0: No, he had... He had, <laughs> he had to go to the super cool DJ Cool Guy convention and beat up some Quentin Tarantino fan bros. And, uh, oh. I know, it's intense. But... Business
1: we're, calls.
0: Business... High five. So, I'm, <laughs> I'm wondering... I'm wondering because, um... Because we're trying to do a weekly podcast, do you think... You could never replace Marcus, but do you think you would... you record this podcast with me today?
1: Sit here and talk to you? Yeah. I'd love to.
0: Okay, well first, you know... So, you're Saskia. I'm... Resists in America, so we're going to do a little housekeeping at first, so we've been getting some emails, so I'm going to read ooh I know. So I'm going to read, You've
1: "Got mail."
0: We could talk about that, but we'll get the, we'll get to this is an interesting episode, I think, today. So we got, we got an email from longtime listener, first-time caller, Carlo Pangalangon, Labrador. Uh, what's up, Carlo? He actually, in, he actually entered one of my terms from the show. It's now an Urban Dictionary, doing the Wokey Pokey, Performative Wokeness. It's on Urban Dictionary. Oh, wow. I know.
1: You came up with that? I did. That's amazing.
0: Thank you. Um, it says, Dear Zebras, I just wanted to say, keep going. It matters. Your listeners are loyal, and we all appreciate that such randomness exists in the movie pod world. Boop. Hang in there. You never know what might be the episode in which you guys finally break out, get those sponsors, and millions of listeners. Are you listening, Movie Pass? Are you listening, Shudder? Are you listening, Bevel? I feel. Are like you
1: there, God? It's me, Margaret.
0: Margaret, we could be pot. You know, we'd totally take take some uh, some sponsorship from Margaret, Atwood, or anybody. Uh, I feel like your podcast is cathartic. Whether it be relating and recognize ourselves in it, or just getting relief from a hearty laugh. Like, I can't get Moass out of my head. That was ear- a few weeks ago, I was like, movie pass. If you take the V-I-E out of it, it becomes Mo ass. Movie pass. Um, <laughs> I will also never forget the very moving episode 47, a.k.a. AK-47, wherein Scott made this profound statement, don't be afraid of reshaping and reframing your narratives as they come, which... Side note was inspired by a conversation you and I Saskia had one day. Um, I had to admit I welled up a little. Well, me too, Carlo, check out this fire short film by Lucretia Martel made in between the Headless Woman and Zama. Do you or any, do any of your listeners pause the podcast to listen to the rap songs you guys reference? I do. Who's listening? So listeners, do you, do you do that? I would love to know. You know, you can Google us at zebraspod at gmail.com. Whose list do I have to be on to get to onto your show? Schindler's? Ah, oh, it's not that funny, Carlo. Signed. You're
1: on the show. Relax.
0: Yeah, you're going to be like, on. like. Yeah, chill out, We're baby. reading your. E- yeah, you're on the show now, but we'll. I know you're moving. We're going to have you on the show. Signed, Mike Penis. <laughs> I'm named after my dad's penis. Um, oh, okay. I think and, that was another reference. I'm. I'm sure it was. And then he said, uh, P.S. I really wish they cast Danny McBride as Michael Myers in the David Gordon Green's Halloween. Um, David Gordon Green, director, he's done a bunch of movies, Adventureland, Joe. Uh, Marcus is, like, getting so mad that I'm not, like, referencing his earlier works, probably. Pineapple Express, my favorite being Your Highness. This is
1: why I cannot replace Marcus. No one can.
0: You, I mean, Marcus is... He's, he's Marcus, yeah. Um, you know, uh, which reminds me of a thread that I'm going to go to later in the episode. But <laughs> just
1: you wait. <laughs> just
0: just you wait, man. Oh,
1: we're going to read those threads.
0: We will. <laughs> um, yeah, so Carlo, thank you very much for, for your email. That was so
1: nice. It was really
0: thoughtful. And it was
1: very thoughtful. There's yeah. a lot of references in there.
0: I know. You know, I like that. Um, also, so... A little background to this episode. This episode is largely going to be dedicated to the John Woo film *Blackjack*. Uh, ooh, ooh. A couple weeks ago, uh, Marcus and I made a joke that uh, if you if you PayPal or Venmo us ten bucks, we would we would review an episode of your choice. And for those of you pining for Marcus's opinions, consider this part one. We will talk. We will listen to Marcus's opinions next week. As I said, he's. Uh, He's in. Uh, Cal- he cannot
1: be replaced.
0: He cannot be replaced. But you're very special. You're very special to me. And the I will listeners serve like some you. opinions. I want your opinions. That's why we we watch them. We just. I finished. hope they
1: don't ask for their ten dollars back because we already spent it. That's true. I had to get some socks.
0: Yo, those th- those <laughs> three for tens at Old Navy are very important. And um, yeah, so you know, Marcus is like real busy. At the Calabas, um, Calcutta Commission today, so I don't know what he's doing, man. Either talking about right. yeah. It sounds and, confusing. Uh, it's meant to be. It's. Um. Uh, anyways, so, so our first benefactor is John Cribbs. Uh, John Cribbs is one half of the Pink Smoke, who, along with Chris Funderberg, have an excellent website offering long, long form fe- pieces of on film with amazing writings from both Cribs and Funderburgs. Uh, Funderburg had a thing piece about Crying Game that I really liked. Marcus has written great, great work on there, and some of our guests, I think Martin Kessler, has written some good stuff. So thanks for the love, JC. I think we need to rethink our situation about these these donation sort of things because I love the idea, but it might be better for a, for a Patreon or something like that, but we're just so lazy
1: and also more money more problems.
0: I believe a famous Brooklyn philosopher said that.
1: Yeah, and I think it's true.
0: I think it's true. It's also funny cuz another Brooklyn philosopher who passed away, who was also a rapper, old dirty bastard, said was like no, more more money's more problems. That's bullshit. But he had like so many kids, so he was like it was it, he really was He wanted. was just
1: focused on more kids, more problems. Yeah,
0: he had a lot of children. And um I'm going to get to him later, too, actually. So I feel like J.C., John Cribbs, he really gets us. And I think because of our love of the film uh, Skin Trade, which me and Marcus watched earlier this year with Dolph Lundgren, who also starred in Blackjack, or, you know, and recent love to Hard Target, which John Woo also directed. I think he wanted us to see this TV movie classic. And also, like, we love, we love uh, Lionheart and, you know, just just these films with children and Heart of Gold and whatever. So, before, should, should I give a little, like, more background into the film Blackjack or do you want to say something? Okay, some that stuff?
1: was the name
0: of the movie we just watched? Yes. Okay. LOL. So, uh... <laughs> so, uh we said
1: a lot of things there, so I was just making fair, sure.
0: Fair enough. Okay. Blackjack is a 1998 film directed by John Woo of hard-boiled fame, sandwiched chronologically between Face Off And Mission Impossible 2 It's an unlikely tale of a bodyguard Who is scared of the color white Who needs to to save All the damsels And himself Because he's doing the most And there's like A whole bunch of 80s and 90s uh, Sort of archetypes Tropes going throughout the movie And a lot of like Cool like blackjack tricks He's like into cards Yeah there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, but so I want to... That's wanna... all accurate. True.
1: Did you, did you read... The, like, where did that synopsis come from?
0: I came up with it. You
1: came up with that? Correct. Oh. I think that could be... Oh, that's good.
0: Yeah, I mean, I always wanted to... I wanted... I...
1: Maybe that's the side hustle for, for Zebras.
0: I'm really scared, because like, I really would love to write some long-form criticism about some films I love. And I think some
1: short form synopsis writing. Short of, form,
0: like short form things like, like little write
1: two sentences because that maybe that's your specialty.
0: Keep it short and sweet. That's hard to do. Elmatic.
1: I think writing less is a lot harder than writing. More. Oh,
0: abso- absolutely agree. You know, when you're like in when you're like in high school or like the first years of undergrad, when your professor's like write ten pages, you're like, ah, and then the later they're like write five pages, and you're like, ah,
1: like yeah, why did you set me up like, for failure like that I and can't ask me fa- to write ten pages like, and na- practice doing that for, you know, seven years or and now
0: you need or, me to be all concise and shit yeah. and like then and then and then in and one, then
1: you come up with Twitter
0: <laughs> and tw- you know Twitter or like and then some and then someone always brings up the Shakespeare quote brevity is the soul of wit. I'm like, yeah, cool. And, you know, beer is the soul of wheat. So whatever. Word. Um, before I get into like so many things, um, for my film audio guys who are listening to, to this, um, this, oh, there's going to be spoilers for this movie, but this movie is like, I think it's fine, like to hear this podcast and, and then see the movie. Cause it's it's a it's a fun sort of movie and I don't think you're gonna miss anything. You can you can
1: I don't know. I'm gonna warn some people that I was I was on a roller coaster ride.
0: You were, yes. For my for my audio guys I would
1: say pause and watch the movie and then listen to the podcast. But that's like
0: It's to- you know, it's totally free that's on up to you. it's totally free on Amazon Prime, if you have Amazon Prime. So I know some of the I, I see some of you guys also, the Pink Smoke Guys have a podcast with Pure Cinema Pod that's really awesome. You should give it a listen. Uh, for my film audio, guys, why are some 90s films so off-balance with the normalization? The audio mastering on this movie was so off, and I've seen that in a lot of 90s movies where, like, the talking is one level, and then the music happens, and see, then...
1: See, I totally don't mind that. I mind when it happens now.
0: When I see a
1: movie that was made, like... 30 years ago I'm like obviously but th- it still happens now so like
0: so you like the crescendo you like the dynamics
1: I'm just like uh, I don't I thought it was so good like the soundtrack
0: this I mean I'm gonna talk about the soundtrack
1: But even though like wait did Lawn Or was Lawn Order out already?
0: oh definitely Lawn okay, Order's like, like Lawn like, Law Order's almost like 30 years strong
1: okay I w- I, I'm wondering how far back but like I was just kind of like, whatever, I have the volume remote in my hand, like, I'm ready. Yeah. And I'm not entertaining, like, a new friend where it's, like, so awkward when the volume's not right. Um, (laughs) And you're trying to, like, socialize, be cool. But, um, yeah, I was very comfortable. Like, I didn't care. I get pissed off when it happens now. Like, or if I'm in a movie theater and I paid, you know, $20 to see a movie and and the mix is off.
0: But, That's a good But point. it's a good
1: question. Like, why? But probably because the technology wasn't as good. I don't know. I
0: do know, like, that for me, I know that a lot of people who enjoy film, they're talking about some of the new remasters of the the video quality and the colors, and I know Martin Kessler was, t- was going on about some yeah, tints. Yeah, all those
1: dudes that, like, I cannot date because they're boring.
0: Well, luckily, you date me. So I complain about, like, tape hiss or... Or actually, I I, I fucking love Tape Hiss. Speaking of Tape Hiss, like, probably one of the most delightful cinema experiences of this year, Um, Personal Problems, Bill Gunn, uh, Remaster, Kino Lorber is putting out a beautiful edition on DVD and Blu-ray, and it's half off right now, so KinoLorber.com. If I was still collecting things, I might just get it, because that movie moved me in a way that I haven't in a while. Um
1: pause we gotta talk about
0: blackjack though yeah I just wanted to bring it up because we were talking about tape hiss and it's filmed on like VHS oh. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also I was going to say talking about the music so John Woo loves modern jazz um, that's like a thing that that is a that is a theme that rides through some of his movies uh, his one of his more famous films hard-boiled which is uh, one of Chow Yun Fat's big movies he he's also he's a detective the hard-boiled detective you know and he and he also plays jazz that's like his side his side hustle and that was the the
1: character side hustle
0: in the film in the film hard-boiled which was much more violent than this one though this movie wasn't not violent Mm -hmm. but it's considered one of these beautiful violent films and i like how the movie um blackjack starts off just like bumping that hot ass mcdonald's cd 101.9 mf doom jazz Hmm. They were just like, ooh, like, do... They caught
1: that siren. That was like, we put that in there. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's like Kenny G, like, not quite Kenny G, like, Kenny B.
1: It took me a minute to get into the music because I was so bombarded by how badly synced the sound effects were at first.
0: It was a TV movie.
1: Yeah, but we're talking about it, so like I want to talk
0: about it. Uh, yeah, talk you know? about it, please.
1: Uh, it's like TV movie goodbye. We're not. We're done. No, but
0: some 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 great directors have saying, done TV that's why movies. It took me, yeah. Like I
1: had to like get used to. It's funny how quickly you can get used to a style of something that you're right. watching, and and be like, okay, you're now I'm used to the bad sound effects, and now I'm used to like this type of acting and all that stuff and then all of a sudden you're just like you're in it yeah and then I'm like oh I love this you loved it it was really you know
0: it was earnest you know what?
1: yeah like I really believed that the person who created this film or wrote the script or who's like baby this was like wanted to put something really important out in the world you know what I mean I like mean, the direct, like I believe in the people that made this, like wanted it to be so
0: good. I mean, John Wu is Woo's, John Woo's known for action movies with interesting, um, a word that Marcus and I disagree on the use of like quirky sort of narratives. So, so the movie Face Off, two characters literally exchange faces John Travolta and Nick Cage and he made a, he's made yeah, a yeah, yeah. Um, okay. you know hand. hard hard boiled he's like a jazz yeah. player uh, so he his thing is like you know styled stylized violent and psychological yeah, yeah. yeah you get it you get it you fucking get it and I this mean, yeah. this is actually it's my it's not
1: super dense but okay.
0: no but but, but I, I get enjo- the type yeah i enjoyed it i thought Dolph lundgren i liked Dolph lundgren who's that the main character okay jack yeah
1: Jack of Hearts. Yeah. Spoiler.
0: Cuz he's he's really into blackjack and at first I was like, why did you recommend me this film? But then Dolphy shows up and his first fight against some goons, he like uses some cards as a weapon and using amazing gambling puns and I was in and then like there's this scene where so he like takes on... He, like, befriends his friend's daughter who he has to protect from the mob, and that's just the first storyline. There's a bunch of storylines. Okay,
1: can I... Can we stop there for a second? Oh, sorry.
0: Okay.
1: Well, um... I I do want to hear more, but I, I just... I wanted to say that, you know, this style of filmmaking is very, very close to porn. And I have to say that you have... Like, a good chunk of the movie, like, first half an hour of, like, wondering whether or not this is going to, like, teeter into uncomfortable sexual tension between, like, a nine-year-old and, like, a 40-year-old dude. Did you not... Was that just me? Not at all. Oh, my God. It's so porny, though, like...
0: Maybe... I, I didn't see it at all.
1: Maybe I don't watch enough, like, bad movies...
0: Maybe I mean there's that so is weird. so in the so in the film, which this could have had a little influence from, uh, the professional um, Luc Besson, with um, Jean with Jean Reno and a young Natal- Natalie Portman, where he trains her to be an assassin. There is some there is some sort of like, there's some sort of Lolita stuff going on, and there's a scene that they didn't put out in the movie, that really suggests but. But I don't... I didn't see that at all.
1: I mean, maybe it's because of our gender differences, but... Or I am... You know, I'll be the first one to say it. Like, I maybe have some weird thoughts about things. But I really... Like, the way that the the main character, Jack, is set up to be a, a hero, sexy, saving, like, guy is from the perspective of a female child. Like... That's a, that's a pretty bold move to, like, set up your character that way.
0: Yeah, I didn't see it like that. I just thought he was uncle just...
1: Uncle Jack!
0: I think that's just how people talk to their uncles.
1: No, it's, it's not.
0: Okay, I, I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna move on. <laughs> um,
1: I'm not like, hey, uncle. <laughs>
0: it, was, it wasn't like that. But there, there is this one scene where, like, Kate's being held by some guys, and he's there's, like, three or four milk puns throughout the entire movie because at a certain point he gets, like, blinded and he can't see the color white, but it, that part is like, don't worry, Kate, you got milk. And, like, and she pours milk on the bad guy, foreshadowing, and he shoots her, and then there's a trampoline gunfight.
1: It was very well orchestrated, really good ideas. And, like, well-executed, all that stuff.
0: Absolutely. And that, that's John Woo's thing. It was, like... Like, yeah, different sort of violent stuff. Fold it off. And then he gets addicted to Percodan. And then he has a relationship, another thread. He has a relationship with the therapist who lights a cigar. And he's like, is that just a cigar? Which is, like, yeah. a Freud thing. And then... And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, um, the kid's parents die. And then it becomes, like... Annie meets like Lionheart or something, which was like you know, which was w- plus plus like fan of a Phantom of the Opera, but I'll but I'll get I'll get into that later. And um also like it's I, I call it like a uh, almost like a prequel to get out because when he's in the th- when he's in the it's That's a joke. A stretch. It's a joke. <laughs> no, because because he, when he meets with the with the psychiatrist, he's like, "I'm afraid of white," and she's like, "Well, maybe you're not actually afraid of the color white, but what white represents."
1: <laughs> that's good.
0: Thank you. Um, and and then there's this other scene. So then, so then the next thread.
1: All the characters are white in the movie, by the way.
0: That's not true. Fred Thompson, um, famous oh, black exploitation true. actor, and his wife. Okay are black but yes it, it's mostly I'm white saying characters I'm it's not about race n- n- no did I say Fred Roberts or Fred Williamson I believe it's Fred Williamson let me just uh, double check while you, while you say a couple thoughts
1: well I was just gonna go back to the you know I, I kind of was hoping that Fred Williamson there's a lot of um, fade outs just like the scene just ends with this like
0: TV movie uh Yeah, I don't think it was artistic. It was, like, commercials. <laughs>
1: uh, duh.
0: But, yeah, yeah he was he, he was a football player, but he was also in Black Caesar and Three the Hard Way.
1: But I was going to say something about fade-outs, though. Okay, is please that, do. Is that it makes you want to... It stops you from being in the movie and makes you think that you know what's gonna happen next which which I really kind of think should be brought back in a way right because there's no explaining like you're just so much time has passed and like like t- you see totally different characters when you come back and you know it's not it makes it like nonlinear in a really interesting way which I would be I think could be like cool to be used like intentionally not just for marketing purposes
0: well yeah i also think a lot of these films that aren't presented as artistic or weird or interesting Mm -hmm. are are a little more interesting and artsy than people may give them credit to there was a lot of there was a lot of poetry in this film and there's a scene that i really love so he he so then he decides to start protecting this model who's being stalked and shot at after after he tr- they try to bring him back in cuz of course he's an ex-agent of some sort they always are in these movies ex something he's like ah they always try to bring me back in and he has some guilt over some other shit and they try to bring him back in he becomes friends with this drug addicted model who's who's on the precipice of becoming very famous and she, um, high high on drugs, uh, Trigger, uh, tries to jump off a roof and then he stops her and then to help her get out of the funk and because she's really on a lot of drugs, actually the drugs that he was on earlier, foreshadowing, high five, you got me on that one. And then they just start dancing like, like a mambo and it was, I just thought it was like a very humanizing and very caring tender scene to uh talk about mental illness and stuff which is a good segue for me to talk about my walk but maybe yeah. you have some some comments
1: no I, i'm down to segue
0: okay so for the listeners you guys know <laughs> that's how
1: segues work we haven't talk about them
0: <laughs> we're talking about the thing that should i be.
1: can't be marcus it's okay
0: that's okay there would be a lot more like interrupting and Adam Sandler and probably you would tell me about why you thought like Beans the Rapper is really good or like some some guy and then maybe we would agree about something and then I would go this is why we have a podcast or he would say that and he would be like I like Todd Salons and be like I don't he'd be like well you're wrong and it would be okay what's your take on Todd Salons welcome to the dollhouse yeah, I hear you. I feel the same way. So as many of you listeners of the show know, I've been preparing to do a walk um, to help raise awareness about suicide and help suicide prevention. And I, I raised twenty seven, almost $2,800. And I finally did the walk earlier this week in Philly. It was was about 17 and a half miles, though my odometer says I walked about 23 miles in those two days. It was beautiful. I cried more than I've had in a long time. It was one of the more physically and emotionally demanding things of my life, and I'm really happy I did it. And if it wasn't for a a FaceTime call from my co-host tonight, I might not have made it because I was struggling. I was in Philly. I was by myself. It was hot. I was listening to a lot of DJ Shadow and a lot of Kid Cuddy and 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 <laughs> some, the Kid Cuddy might not have been the. Uh, That'll pump you up. Some of his songs really pump me up. Some yeah. of them don't. He's just he's just you know he's. You a, were in the mood. I was in a Hashtag mood. Hashtag
1: mooding. <laughs> the walk. <block. laughs>
0: yeah. So I'm really proud of myself. And, yeah, man. And for the listeners that donated or or sent letters of support or retweeted or whatever. Uh, thank you so much. I, I wrote a little update for people who donated, but if you didn't donate but were still supporting your mind and would like an update, uh, s- send me a DM or send
1: Highly, me... highly recommend to read. Very well written, amazing, short, nice little essay about the experience because it, it's, it's so much more, I think, than people can realize when they're just donating on their fundraiser page right. or go to the website you know like if you didn't watch like your instagram story or like read the afterthoughts because the way that it touches people and the way that it touched you and the visual impact of being there and all these other different you know symbolic moments throughout that walk are really poignant i think you know details that are really interesting to hear about
0: yeah thank you Maybe and just
1: no. I have to vouch for like how fucking hard that is because that same day I tried to walk home from Coney Island, like two miles, and I like, needed a ride. It was. I was so tired.
0: I mean, I couldn't. <laughs> and
1: that was like on sleep and relaxed and yeah. And, yeah it
0: was I couldn't. Ridiculous. I couldn't move for like a day and a half. It was. It was quite difficult. It's so difficult. Uh, and, and you I,
1: fucking did it.
0: And I, and I don't know if I'll do it again, but we'll see. I would do it again with a partner. I wouldn't do it again alone.
1: Who's going to be on Team Scotty next year? Start building that...
0: Yeah, that would be fun. I mean, not, it's not fun. The, the thing is, we need to... The idea of the walk is that it's an overnight walk, that we're taking it out of the darkness, that we need to talk about these things. You know, because, you know, last week when Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain passed away from suicide... 598 other Americans passed away from suicide that week. That's 600, 600 people a week, 45,000 people in America a year. And, and we can lower those numbers if we talk to people, if we just make sure that these things are talked about, that, that mental issues, that mental health is given the same sort of importance. You know, you take care of yourself when you have a cold, you should also take care of yourself if you're feeling depressed or you're feeling low. You don't know what to do with yourself. You're feeling shame. You're feeling isolation. And uh, again, as I said on the show, all, all direct messages you send me are private. After the, the Javier thing. Hi, Doug. Um, and, but emails to zebraspot at gmail.com will be answered on the show. But unless you say not. But send me an email or DM. I would love to give you more information about the walk. And tell t- tell you a little bit about that.
1: And they do one in Texas as well too, right?
0: They they did one in Texas. They do two a year, uh, usually in different in some. Last year was in D C. The year before oh, it was okay. in New York. I would probably definitely do it again if it was in New York.
1: Right. If
0: it was in another city. I'm just would, saying
1: to get other people around the country.
0: Yeah, because not know. N- you know not all of our listeners are are from New York. In fact, yeah. we have. Listeners in other countries. We have listeners all over the place. What up, Tristan? What up, Bradley? What up, everybody? Yeah. If I if I missed you, I missed you. What um, up everybody.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot I think to be to be screaming about. You yeah. know, I mean, you know, can't can't sit back.
0: Right. Like, because like Kate Spade, her mental health that was well documented Anthony Bourdain's was not so so we, we don't know what's going on through people this guy who seems to be having this great life we don't know what was going on inside him and I just you know I, I, was, I was very affected by his passing more so than I thought and I just want to you know send it on that you know to everybody you are love I care about you and let's talk about Blackjack
1: oh okay yeah
0: um or, or, or we can talk, I, I don't want to talk about um, I don't want I, I want I to move on because I've given so much energy to that. Um, I, I,
1: I, can I say one more thing about that? Sure. Which is that unfortunately, the, the socially accepted way to talk about things is through these kind of like organizations and like bureaucratic like ways of doing things because it makes people feel more comfortable. You know, it, it feels kind of like PC, almost, to, like, to To kind of, like, come together with this kind of organization or something This was very like not
0: PC. This was, this was, this was brutal. This was raw. This In, was... When
1: you were there. When you
0: were there. The organization is also, like, working on, like, uh, when movies and TV shows present stuff, like... Like that show Thirteen Reasons Why apparently handled suicide in a strange way. Right. I haven't seen it. They they try to help with contagion when people watch these yeah. these shows and start acting on it and are try- they're working on so many bills. It's 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 a good organization. Um, there 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 were a thousand people walking, raised two, over two million dollars. I was the eighty seventh uh, fundraiser, uh, again. And
1: I'm just trying to say that I think these types of fundraisers could be a good first step for talking about mental illness because I think when you talk about something in terms of a familiar thing like a fundraiser or an organization or you right. can go visit this website, it's language that people who maybe are not so comfortable talking about this stuff can, like will easily absorb. So this is a good place maybe if you are kind of trying to talk to a loved one that you don't think will be open to the conversation with you about your personal experience going through this route of you know go to this website or something like that that i don't know
0: no no it's true it's like way more complicated than like million dollar baby or me before you or you know leaving las vegas or like all these other movies about people just like trying to kill themselves it's like complicated and not everyone is just outwardly crying for help. You know, one of the people I walked for my, my childhood friend, um, Jesse Browning, no one, no one really understood what was going on and he was silently suffering. And, and, um, and, and the thing is when you get really caught up in the depression and you slowly inch and inch away from the people you care about, you stop. you stop thinking about the people surrounding you. And then before I knew it, this kid who, who I loved, who was so nice to me in high school when not everyone was nice to me, if he had called me and said, hey, you want to go do something, I would have done my best. And before you know it, I was at his funeral, you know? And I was thinking about him and some other people. And you. when you're in it, when you're in the thick of it, you don't realize your resources and likely how many people would love to remind you of that some of this is a cognition gap that's telling you that your body's uh, presenting you inter information that is skewed. Uh, You know, I was explaining to someone, you know, it's no secret that I suffer from depression from time to time. And I was explaining that, you know, depression for me is like, um, I I get the same sort of cognitive response from finding out a show I like got canceled as like finding out a loved one passed away sometimes. That it feels as real and as painful and as messed up. And that's that's sort of how it feels sometimes. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you you, you allowed me to continue because I was going to go back to Blackjack. But thank you for allowing me to feel comfortable. I just comfortable. feel
1: like the really the important thing because I've tried to look at things more like a, a society issue, like that's kind of like the, it's abso- yeah. the the lens I often look through things, although I obviously try to balance it out. Uh, but, you know, I think number one problem, the number one issue, is not having the space. Not having the time. Like Especially, you know, we're in New York City, it's like the, the hustle and like the pressure and it's just really constant and I feel like the podcast is, is a, like, we're sitting down and having a conversation, and we can give it 30 more seconds, because there isn't ever, like, the space. Like, nobody ever really, like, hands you the space. you got to pay for the space, you know, therapy. Like, it's just therapy something is that cheap. I wish.
0: Therapy is not cheap. Yeah, I, 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 I just spend feel a, like... I spend a lot of money on therapy.
1: Where we can create space, we should just, I mean, and,
0: you know... Thank you, Saskia. And,
1: oh, yeah, but also for all of those in, in suffering and need that, you know, beyond in any type of
0: situation. Yeah. So just one more time, um, if if you want to talk to me about this, or um, DM me on Twitter, this is Scott Thorough, or send us an email at zebraspod at gmail.com, and you can say at the top that you would prefer this to be a private message. And it, and it will it will stay private, um, you know. Sometimes I get, I I also think about these things because so there's this in the in the film there's a sniper, and it made me think about this movie, The Jackal, uh, about an assassin. But it had my favorite Fat Boy Slim song, and I'm trust me, I'm getting somewhere, and. And Fatboy Slim made an album with David Byrne, about Imelda Marcos, the former lady of the Philippines, called Here Lies Love, mm. uh, who Nelly MacKay's on it. And I know you like Nellie MacKay, and mm-hmm. we, we saw her once. It was really nice. I've
1: seen her like ten times.
0: If you're listening, I, I've seen her three times.
1: She opened for you. Let's just put it. Let's just say it. Now you want to say it.
0: Well, when I was in a rap group called Nuclear Fam. Uh we really liked her performing at Southpaw. One of her concerts at Southpaw. Apparently Bob Dylan showed up at I Didn't See It. Oh my but
1: God. That's amazing. It
0: was. <laughs> he was like, um, but I didn't see it, but I heard about it. And it's like um so crazy. You know, it was just this it's just a really beautiful record and it I finally checked out this show called Red Oaks, which was on Amazon, oh, yeah, and I liked it so much that I got, I, I had a depression binge, actually, when I finished the show, there are only three seasons, uh, it starts off like, you think that it's gonna be like a Caddyshack film, but it ends more like, like a Scorsese New York Stories kind of thing, it starts in a country club, ends in New York City in the 80s, but it's not, mm. it's not 80s like how we over-sentimentalize it, it's like, the 80s of music that like you and I like like there's Roxy music um and the main character is an aspiring filmmaker and they go to see Strangers in Paradise on a date in season one and in season two the main character is trying to in season three the main character is like trying to uh game a barista by being like oh have you seen True Stories David Burns movie um that's a connection um and Dave, that True Story is David Byrne is one of my favorite movies. Um, the show is excellent. David Gordon Green, who we talked about earlier, did like six episodes. He was one of the executive producers, along with Steven Soderbergh. Hal Hartley, who the show loves, did like six episodes. Amy Hackling, who did Fast Times Origin on High, Clueless, did a bunch of episodes. Greg Araki, who did Doom, Doom Generation, did a grip. And I was like crying when the show was over because I was like, I want more. This is a show that really understands... It, it wasn't overboard, it was just kind and, and not sensational and, you know, that's how sometimes my, my depression presents itself, that it's like, oh well the show I don't like is gone, and the people I, some of the people I love are gone and what is hope and then, and then I try to ground myself in the fact that I have so many people like yourself uh, Mark, Marcus uh, the listeners of the show that actually do give a shit that send that, that send me, like nice stuff. Um, and also, why to, to go to blackjack? Why why does Jack have a one-eyed sidekick that just hangs oh, out all the time? Oh, the
1: best time? actor. Uh,
0: I mean, he, in he, the whole movie. That dude's like that dude's a pretty really well-known like character actor. Oh
1: okay yeah.
0: Um, he's awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: There's like a fight in the milk factory.
1: Yeah, that was very again pornographic for me.
0: Interesting. To me it was, I was more like this
1: is hot gay sex right here.
0: Oh, I thought it was more like 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 French indie film of the 90s but like not necessarily yeah, in a I good could way. Yeah, um, also like how much how much porn do you watch? <laughs> Cuz the like if porn if there's porn that's like these movies Aside, aside from the <laughs> weird shit you were, you were talking about earlier, like, I'm like, I'm in it. Uh, you know.
1: No, it's just, you know, bad acting, like, type situational awkwardness setup stuff.
0: Right. No, no, I, under- you know, I understand. I should
1: ask you, how many bad 80s films do you watch?
0: That this is, like, normal. Um, well, these are 90s action films, which... <laughs> which have like a very sort of like vibe of there's the hard-boiled guy he'll often say I work alone Uh, that didn't happen in this one there's like relationships, girls like him you know um, there's the hero's journey, at first he doesn't want to take it but then someone he loves gets hurt and then he comes back which is a lot of like the Van Damme films I enjoy from the 90s And Van Damme was in was in Universal Soldier with Dolph Lundgren, and there's a few Universal Soldier movies that are pretty good. I think they did. Yeah. Um, So.
1: And I I take back the bad acting thing because I think it's just the right thing for what this movie is. So I don't want to like. I'm not, you know, dissing anyone.
0: I don't think you're being like too harsh. I mean, we're really... We're doing a deep dive into Blackjack. I don't know how many deep dives into the film Blackjack have ever happened. But I'm glad yeah. that we're doing it, you I'm know? I'm really glad about that. I had... I mean, I had a blast watching it with you. Um, yeah. Um, I
1: had a blast watching it with you,
0: too. Yeah. And I just like this sort of, like... Like, oh, this is this is some Van Damme Annie shit, you know?
1: don't compare this to Annie
0: I Okay. Can't. okay maybe the Jamie Foxx Annie like fine just the idea like orphan hardened man like take caretaker
1: that's not what Annie's about I mean <laughs> okay okay I... it is but <laughs> i just Annie's one of my favorites so I can't
0: no watching Annie with you
1: Carol Burnett and Bernetta Peters and Tim...
0: whatever his <laughs> name Tim Curry. <laughs> yes. Ro- Rocky Horror Picture Show.
1: Um, can't be brought into this.
0: I understand.
1: Yeah.
0: So, we're, we're starting to slow... We're starting to, you know, wind down a little bit.
1: Yeah, and if you were using this podcast to fall asleep, we hope that you're enjoying a wonderful deep slumber right now. All your dreams will come true.
0: So, wh- what does that mean? It's it's from it's from last week. <laughs> oh. um, have you have you have you seen anything you've you've enjoyed lately?
1: Oh, we could be here a while. I forget everything that I see. I, I don't keep like i don't know how you and marcus do it like i don't remember movies i take notes
0: i take notes
1: but i'm just saying like in my life like i don't hold like i remember how i feel when i was doing something or watching like watching a film i don't like remember anything about it
0: at your behest i watched some like it hot recently
1: you didn't talk about it yet
0: we did we talked about it a little bit yeah what um. do you? What What do you? So I really did enjoy it, and this I liked.
1: This the part two. Yeah.
0: I just I liked how subversive it was and how kind it was and and I didn't really know how amazing Marilyn Marilyn Monroe. <laughs>
1: Marilyn.
0: Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Monroe. You ever smoked P C P? No. It's um, so it's a running <laughs> gag, you know. Okay. Uh, Marilyn Monroe was just more she was so ill and I've been reading about her and like trying to understand you know a lot of mental illness in the world and the last line from the movie spoilers no one's perfect had me dying so
1: nobody's perfect
0: what's why do you love this movie what's okay. it about some of these clubs? but I remembered films? a movie
1: I watched recently also i tell everyone okay um book club I saw it with my grandma in awesome. West Palm Beach. How was it? Uh, it was so fun to watch with my 90-plus, won't tell her real age. Um, grandma, because the you know what the movie's about?
0: Is it it's about super a, deep. Is it about a book club?
1: Yeah, but do you know what book they're reading? Fifty Shades of Grey.
0: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> so it's about all of their sex lives. Diane Keaton and others <laughs> who are really famous who so I should oh oh um <laughs> yeah I can't do this. Um Jane Fonda, that's her name. Um so that was that was interesting when they were talking about kinky sex and I'm sitting next to my grandma. And she would be like, close Sabella's eyes. She can't see this.
0: Sabella is your 22-year-old sister. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I've watched a bunch of movies with fun. your with your grandma, who, who I think we talked about on the podcast before. Um, but, yeah, Some Like It Hot, and then we'll... Well, Some
1: Like It Hot is my grandmother's favorite film, so it all comes together. I watched it with her. That was... We had... Um, You know, the rotating VHSs at my grandma's house were Some Like It Hot, Peter Pan with Mary Martin. Nice. And... I think that's, like, all we watched. Um, those are my favorites. But, um, Billy Wilder, I mean, just really, really great writing, and... Like you said, like, those one-liners. The one-liners, they're, they're, yeah. They are the one-liners that my grandma would repeat, and it's all about... For me, you know, a great movie is also just about how it's great for for your own personal life experience. Right,
0: your, your connection you and know? projection.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, whenever I've watched any other Billy Wilder film after that, you know, I've definitely loved, it, loved them all, and... Um, Probably had like a nicer, you know, like loved it even more because I was going into it knowing that he he made some like it hot and how much that made my life better, because I have those experiences with my grandma watching it, but um, it's just it's just fun. It's it's good. Every scene is good and and yeah.
0: Yeah. Nobody's it's like, perfect. Nobody's perfect. It's just yeah, the, the 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 films I watched when I was a kid with the people I loved yeah. Just have connections to me that you that there's this other je ne sais quoi that you that it's ineffable, that just or just like re watching films with you has I never thought I I would watch Badlands again, but watching it with you and, and listening and talking and even when we watch any movie, with with a with a loved one, and an experience is just what sometimes what I really love about the cinema. I like it alone, but a good experience with a friend.
1: Yeah, and I think also, to be more specific about that film,
0: just to, sure. to
1: say, and then we will wrap. But um, you know, I was like a child watching it, and I think it was one of the first times that. Because my grandmother would repeat those same jokes over and over again. That I realized that, like, dialogue was something to pay attention to. Right. Especially because I grew up on musicals, so I was just, like, never really, like, listening to script. And so I think it really set me up for when I became a teenager. And then I started watching Woody Allen, and and then when I get into some foreign films, and I'm reading the, the text, and I'm like, oh, my God, like... Wow, like that's such good writing, you know? We and that's need... my first experience being like, that's so clever. I could be a clever person. I want to be a f- clever person and a yeah. funny person in the world. And like it influenced my personality, I think.
0: We need to uh, watch the Hourglass Sanitarium together. I'd love to watch Thank that you. and see how you um, feel about the magic.
1: I did try to pull off my grandmother's grandmother's technique of being cute by quoting bully wilder films when I got stood up once by like the only okay like not to flatter myself but it was like the one time I got stood up yeah and so I tried to quote a line from the apartment when the guy never showed up yeah I thought this guy was a fucking movie buff but he didn't recognize, real, recognize, real, did not recognize my Billy Wilder reference in 20-whatever,
0: yeah, so <laughs> 2011. 2011, whatever it
1: was. Um, but the line was, because same actor Jack Lemon loses right. Shirley MacLaine at some point in that film, something like that. And he's like, well, I guess that's just the way things crumble, cookie-wise. And I sent that in a text, I probably sounded so dumb.
0: No, no, he sounded so dumb for not responding.
1: Aw.
0: Look, I'm glad he didn't respond because then I met you and like we like musicals and <laughs> we like we like Moulin Rouge yeah, and we like all types of stuff. Um, I just also I. But just not thought,
1: everyone can pull off movie quotes in real life. That's what I'm saying.
0: Right, sure, but I just I just like to live in the world where I can enjoy Nanette and Bonnie and Cinema Paradiso and. Blackjack, but also going to see like Les Mis, the movie with my mom and her best friend, and watching *Beauty and the Beast* or just like like holding your hand and crying too extremely loud and incredibly close. I like it all.
1: You like it all, but do not put me in the Les Mis, *Beauty and the Beast* category. for I musicals. know. I know you have like, a. You have I'm a... sorry. I just got dragged there for a second. I
0: didn't mean to. I no. You. You're. You, no. We're cabaret. We're some like it hot. We're. It's a different thing. Yeah. Do you like chorus line?
1: No judgment. I'm just saying, like that. Those aren't mine.
0: And also, my to be line. fair, like
1: yes, I like chorus line. Uh,
0: f- film musicals are, are like my. Sh- I like prefer film musicals to, to uh, theater musicals. And
1: that's why you created zebra, and Marcus created zebras in America.